Welcome back, my creative beings, to our third episode of the MV series, where our goal is to unveil the curtains of the fashion and entertainment business and give you guys an inside scoop of who's behind the hottest celebrities and creative projects today. Once again, guys, I'm Maria Von Sauten, or just MVS, and I'm your curator-in-chief. And this is Amanda, your vibe manager. In this episode, guys, we will be discussing, as promised, directors in the entertainment business who are making headlines by their work with our favorite A-list celebrities today and making noise and pushing boundaries alongside artists such as Bad Bunny, Post Malone, and Doja Cat, just to name a few, guys. They're making waves and they're the masterminds behind this year's hottest music videos. So on this episode, we selected a list of directors who we believe have an incredible life journey. That's right. They've defied many odds along the way and they're proof that nothing Nothing is impossible. Fresh creative leaders for the new generation and future for creatives. I would love to start with someone I admire immensely. I think it might be one of the creatives that I admired the most uh, in our generation. I had actually the great pleasure of seeing him grow and thrive, even if a little from afar. And I was actually very lucky enough, guys, to briefly be able to work with him in two different projects. One of them uh, was actually the remix for the Whoopty song by CJ. And another one was another video, which we actually worked on together also with CJ and Dream Doll. Without further ado, guys, I want to introduce to you Venezuela's finest, Edgar Esteves. Venezuela in the <laughs> building. That Latino energy. We're so excited to you have it up, here. Baby. Call me anytime to do arepas, babes. <laughs> Please don't call, but the arepas part, I could be down for it, guys. <laughs> Just for you guys to understand, you know, the relevancy that Edgar has today in our field, I want to name a few of my favorite projects by him, starting with The God Hour by ASAP Rocky, I Don't Really Care by French Montana, Handstand by French Montana and Doja Cat, Badass Bitches by Wiz Khalifa, Handsomer by Russ, Ecstasies by Dana Paola, and he's actually, guys, the official director for the FIFA World Cup music video starring Maluma and Nicki Minaj. Wow, I think I'm out of breath here, Amanda. <laughs> This is just to name a few guys because the list truly goes on and on creatives. My guy's an animal. <laughs> He truly is, Amanda. He truly is. I actually connected with him more than anything, I think, on a personal level. Truly, just because of his incredible life story, persistence, and willingness to help other creatives to rise and shine, which we love to see here at the MV series, right? Is he from Maracaibo like Mado? You wish, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Amanda, he's actually from Valencia, my love. Oh, Valenciano. Okay. Yes, he is. I mean, not as cool as the Maracuches, but I'll take it. You're still representing the country, babe. He's still your <laughs> Venezuelan bro, girl. Exactly. But anyways, <laughs> let us on on his story, please. So, guys, um, taking it back to where it really all started when Edgar was just 11 months old. He was obviously still living in Valencia, in Venezuela, and he was crawling under his parents' bed. He mentioned that at the time in Venezuela, they used to use a lot of those really heavy metal frame brands. I'm sure you remembered those, Amanda, back in the day. Girl, clear as day. I do. I'm sure he did too, guys, because after that hit, his parents ended up taking him to a public hospital in Valencia to see what was going on. And the doctor at the time just sent him home saying he was an allergic reaction 
And the next day, he woke up purple. His aunt found him, and they decided to take him uh, to another doctor. So they took him to a private hospital where they actually found out Edgar uh, was suffering from an internal bleeding in his head. Surely enough, his mom calls his dad and says, what do we do? Um, we have the situation. The dad, thankfully, was actually living between the United States and Venezuela at the time. And Edgar has mentioned in the past that he used his American Express and put all his credit on the line. He also decided to sell all his properties back in Venezuela. He was able to bring the family, thankfully, to America to take care of Edgar's condition. But they ended up, guys, staying undocumented in the country in this meantime. Fun fact, guys, he actually wanted to be a rapper when he was a kid. Just like me. Oh, Lord. Okay, Dre, calm <laughs> down. All right. <laughs> Anyways, creatives, um, his dad was a barber. His mom was a stay-at-home mom. So he has said in the past as well that they never really took him to the movies. If he went, it was maybe twice. And oh. when he was going with his friends, he wasn't really going to watch the movie, if you know what I mean. He was trying to hook up with some ladies. <laughs> so he said he never really had a lot of exposure to dad at the time. When he, he was 12 years old, actually, was when he started making short films with his friends with his mom's digital camera and in high school he started vlogging right when YouTube became very popular absolutely the youtube craze guys i'm sure some of you remember that and you know after he finishing high school his dream was to actually go to virginia tech but obviously because of his situation of being undocumented creatives he wasn't able to attend college at all so you know he kind of had to face the situation he was in and say, okay, what can I do now since I can't go to college, right? So he was like, what am I good at? He obviously had this knowledge with vlogs and videos that he was doing back in high school with his friends. So he decided to use this knowledge um, to start applying to internships, right? Because they really needed content and he definitely had some experience with that. And that's when he entered creatives of like five different places from marketing firms to record studios to graphic design companies. And uh, he really learned how to do content from you YouTube summits and even old films that he would watch to really admire and understand the techniques of the directors, right? Uh, when he was 19, he actually was offered his first opportunity to direct a video and they gave him 500 bucks for it. And he was shocked. He could even, he was like, fuck, can I, can I say fuck? Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and he was shocked that he could actually make money, you know, making a video. So it was pretty, uh, an eureka moment for Edgar right there. And actually at the time he was working at a nightclub as a photographer. Now, as I mentioned, he worked for this uh, photography company and he realized um, that obviously compared to the other people working, he wasn't being paid fairly or treated fairly. And obviously it was easier for the employer, right? To not give him his rights because he yeah. wasn't documented. But he decided to look at the glass half full and he realized that the people that were attending the club guys uh, were really important people in the music, marketing industry. And he noticed he could really make something out of there. And that's when he realized other rappers were also attending the club. And he was like, okay, I, I'm not well paid. I'm not in the best situation, right? But I'm, I am being able to figure something else yeah, out here. To do something outside more out of the box, you know? And that's the spirit you have to have in this industry. Like, you always have to look at the glass half full. Like, if that door is closed, girl, try the window. Jump through that window, baby. Jump through it, girl. You ain't getting a no from nobody. No. And that's what he truly did here. And you guys can see it worked for him. And also, in another one of his internships, when he was doing promotions in the marketing company, he had another opportunity there. He was obviously passing out mixtapes. 
um, going with the musicians to the radio stations to do promotions until one day um, his first opportunity was with Jeremiah the birthday sex I don't know who of you guys used to listen to this but this was a early 2000s jam baby if you haven't heard it please look it up now we live for that <laughs> you cannot spend this life without listening to the song guys so anyways the owner of the marketing company at the time Jeremiah was in uh, Edgar was living in Miami and he was like yo which one of you guys have a camera to shoot this dude Edgar was like I do and he <laughs> Obviously did not. So he had to run home that day, try to figure out how the hell he was going to get this camera, guys. He was able to talk his parents into it and figure out a system where they could finance the other half of the camera that he didn't have the money for so he could go to work the next day. He did it. He got he it. He made it through, girl. He made it through. And basically the next day he was shooting the content for Jeremiah. It was a hit. So much so that the owner of the company, anytime other artists came after that situation, he actually called Edgar over to produce the content for them and that's how truly he met people in the hip-hop industry guys that was his first big start besides his club job right and he also mentioned in the past that he did a lot of dp work for miami uh, local directors and he does say he got a, a lot of knowledge from that uh, besides his previous internships as well no and mbs we have to talk about that shocking 30 under 30 moment I think talking about edgar and not talking about the moment guys is just a crime yeah You have to. If there is such a thing as a full circle moment, this has been it, creatives. So just to tell you a little bit of what Amanda's talking about, uh, Edgar has obviously been in the 30, under 30 Forbes list, right? And the day his name comes out in this list is the same day that Edgar becomes an American citizen. Guys, like he has said in an interview, you cannot make this up, yeah. okay? This is like incredible and it just shows that when you have the talent and you have the persistence and the willingness to fight through it, guys, you can make it no matter the circumstance. And today, guys, not only is the owner of Blank Square Production, where he raises producers and directors under him. And fun fact, another fun fact about Edgar, the because millions. there's so many, he actually tries to bring as many of his childhood friends that grew up with him and try to raise them under his company and really try to give them a career, which I find impressive. That's you know, he true. really always finds a way to pay it back. And besides that, it's important to know that he today is also the owner of a record label and artist management company in partnership with Warner Music. And they actually already have an artist sign named Ivy. You guys should definitely check her out. Also, his work with inspirational content, He shares daily and credits young creatives that are on the rise, really showing their work and really talking about even his own story and how he made it and all the difficulties he went through is truly inspirational, guys. He's definitely, definitely an agent of change in this industry. It's so uncommon uh, to see other creatives crediting, you know, fellow creatives in the industry, especially the ones that are behind the scenes. And not only so, really showing their raw person, everything they've been through. This is truly uncommon. And that's why we believe Edgar is definitely Definitely, definitely someone to watch for the new creative generation. And speaking a bit more about his work, right? what videos stand out to you? Personally, I feel that his transitions are always very clean. His videos are so easy to watch. That's and true. And the visual effects are amazing. He makes the artists interact with the video, which I adore. I know. My personal favorite video is... 
badass bitches by Wiz Khalifa. Like, of course. Your of boy course. Wiz. <laughs> like, the camera work in that video is so intense. While Wiz is barely moving, I feel it's super, super impressive, impressive and innovative. Then if you ask me, I would love sharing that. I think my top one video, and also because of the story behind yeah. it, is probably I Don't Really Care. That's uh, great. It was great with French Montana. The fun fact, creatives, that I found is that Ag Edgar actually started playing with special effects and green screen in a lot in 2020 when he couldn't really go scouting for his regular places so he had to figure something out and I don't know if I'm going on a whim here but I really think this had a lot to do with how he created French's video and why he did it the way he did it you know you can clearly see the green screen and special effects that you know he was mastering during COVID in this video is French jumping off the building you know as if he was literally just free falling and the fact that him and Diddy literally look like video game characters is insane and you can obviously he see his techniques there finally i think also uh handstand is i think in my top two favorites yeah, for sure again guys i think the special effects there were insane the doja cat scene where she's shooting this machine gun which is actually a boob machine gun is insane girl I that's my next halloween costume <laughs> oh my gosh i think this is gonna stay guys for the culture truly it's something that it was a scene that he created that i think any woman that watches that feels powerful immediately 100%. anytime I'm, I'm faced with a challenge i just imagine myself as doja cat <laughs> with the with the machine boob gun you know and it just makes me feel more powerful even when bringing the show to you guys i think i had to put myself in that mindset that doja mentality you know girl. to really to really bring the mv series <laughs> to you guys so thanks ad for this kind of image you put in our heads it's powerful for every woman out there literally right and guys i do have to mention ecstasies which was a favorite for me this year for him as well it was a video he did with dana paola our fellow Latin girl we're so proud I love the fact that once again guys he created an ulterior universe which I think is one of his expertise and his trademarks right for her here as well but in her case he made us feel like we were in a psychedelic trip literally guys if you watch the video you will feel like you are on some shrooms and you're tripping and he delivered that to us impeccably well and finally Amanda talking about my favorite videos from Edgar specifically I want to close this off with handsomer which he did with russ guys the 50th fun fact here about <laughs> edgar um is that he actually was friends with russ obviously the rapper um for ages now and he was one of the first directors to shoot one of the first videos russ did which was here in a parking lot believe it or not in for lauderdale oh, wow and <laughs> once again another you know amazing uh moment for the both of them because they came together already as established professionals now right and they created this amazing video together and edgar has mentioned in the past that this video was particularly important to both of them because Russ wanted like an A-list star in the video and they were looking for one and they kind of had their vision on Tiffany Haddish. They went all around town, guys, trying to find this lady, trying to have her say she wanted to be in the video with them. <laughs> and they couldn't really get an approval or a connection with her, right? And then finally, what they did was that they met her in a party, coincidentally, an industry party, where one of the people that were that was with her was actually friends with Ed, and he was able to talk to her during that day. Girl, this is nice. My girl Tiff pulling through, baby. Miss <laughs> Haddish herself. <laughs> Self, honey.
<laughs> oh my god guys if you ever need a voiceover actor she right here for you all Car right agent babes anyways guys something else i thought it was important to mention about edgar and the way he he really creates his videos guys is he always makes sure that in the process of creating the treatment and before you know they start shooting the video that he finds a way to have a one-on-one -on -one with the artist himself guys uh for any of you that are already in the field you know how difficult it might be sometimes when you're a bts artist to really have a first contact with the artist and really talk to them you usually have to go through like 500 people from the team uh, to even be able to talk to them if you even get the chance to do so and i love that he really goes the extra mile to make sure that every artist he works with he talks to and he shares his vision to make sure that it combines with the artist's vision and they're creating this project together and guys this is only further proof right creatives of the relevance that the bts artist has really on every solid project or creative project that we see out there today and then vs can you please share some words of wisdom uh by edgar that have inspired you absolutely amanda i think one of the things that i read the other day that i thought was so interesting to share with you guys was that he mentioned that directors are not nerds with the camera on their shoulders right and i couldn't agree more we truly need to change this narrative it's time for that and himself as a director, right? Edgar says he loves to take on different roles, right? So yes, he is a director, but he's also many other things. So for example, in his case, he loves making TikTok videos and his videos have reached crazy numbers like 500,000, a million views. And he's actually started calling the attention of the artists themselves uh, with his videos, uh, so much so that they have been contacting Edgar to make their TikTok videos for releases of new singles they have oh, wow. or different things, right? So he's always like the director always thinks he just needs to be behind the camera but what if there's so many talents in that person that they can do other things besides that yeah of course so it's really really crazy and he says that that actually really helps him step out as a director and as a creative in other ways and he really hopes uh, to show other directors and bts artists that they have the capability to do the same and be many things at once right and do you want to share other words for creatives to follow The most important thing that I think Edgar has mentioned, you know, throughout his career is that directors are trained, you know, to be behind the scenes, to stay quiet, as I mentioned before. And why can't these people be in front of the camera and be other things as well? I think the most important lesson here, guys, is don't box yourselves in. See, creatives, this is our time to shine. The industry and players are changing by day. Yes, ma'am. And it saddens me to move on from our Venezuelan brother, but do you have any final thoughts? Yes, I do. Creatives, Edgar is a true groundbreaker, not only for his out-of-the-box storylines, but for also teletransporting us every single time to ulterior universes that we couldn't even imagine existed. His work and support of Creatives on the Rise is just something we admire greatly and want to see continuing for him even further, right? And the way he tries to inspire daily and really change this industry one day at a time is what we want to continue to see in the entertainment and fashion industries. That's so true. I'm guilty of constantly checking up in his Instagram for daily insult uh, and stuff. Like, he's insane. And he's not afraid of calling people out, right? Oh, my God. He definitely is not, guys. If you haven't seen his Instagram, please check it out. It's so important for creatives on the rise. And yes, Amanda, he definitely is not afraid to call people out, guys. He has mentioned in the fact... 
um, that budgets are really getting low for his crew and for his whole team in terms of uh, music videos. And he really wants to make a point to bring them up for all his crew and make sure everybody, you know, feels valued and are getting uh, their money's worth, right? And he definitely does credit his success, guys, for not wanting to be someone else, right? There were so many directors that came before him from previous generations. For example, director X, who's obviously, you know, an icon in yeah. the industry. But he says that the fact that he never wanted to be that person, you know, he always wanted to be himself, really helped him succeed in this industry. You know, guys, um, individuality is number one. Never try to imitate. Always try to draw inspiration and make it your own, right? And something I thought was incredible is that I found out he's actually developing a, te a television show based on his life. I'm going to be seeing that one. Oh, my God, sure. me too. And I think you all should stay tuned for that. And, you know, not only in the show, but in his life, he continues to advocate for immigration reform and obviously Latinx representation, guys. We love seeing that MV series. We're here to inspire creatives on the rise. Yes. But let's get into Maria's latest obsession and the reason that triggered this whole episode. This next persona I'm about to introduce has been a mystery. The louder her projects get, the more under the radar she wants to be. Even trying to stay behind closed door, guys, we cannot help but to shine a light on her. From Moment by Doja Cat to I Like You by Post Malone, she has single-handedly delivered the most impressive bodies of work of this year. And now she's also a Grammy-nominated director for her video with Doja Cat, Woman. And besides painting her videos, as she likes to call it, what else do we know about child with a period. Right. So guys, she was always a fanatic of basketball. She used to play basketball as a young girl and she was influenced by her friend Amber to start shooting. Amber gave her her first camera. And in the past, little is known about child, but she has revealed she studied pre-med in Clark Atlanta University. Pre-med? That girl has some mad skills. <laughs> she can see Pierre on set anytime. Babes. Anytime, babes. You can <laughs> like, come any day. You know, with skills. Amanda on board, we probably will need you like every single day. So. <laughs> Literally, girl. Please bring this energy in, honey. <laughs> Anyways, guys, she really started to try her hand at directing, which was a longtime passion of hers a little later in life. She started originally as a photographer and a creative director. She actually moved to LA with an artist, and uh, her biggest tip uh, for new creatives is never move, guys, with a new artist that's going to promise you something. Risky. She was moving... From motel to motel, that's there's even a fun, funny story uh, we saw out there that her mom called her, right, uh, one time. And it was like, hi, how are you? And she was like, no, mom, I'm cool. But she was like broke. And at the time, she started to take every opportunity she could uh, until she obviously built, guys, her own clientele, right? And later, she could say no to what she really didn't want to do. She actually credited uh, this woman called Cheryl from Rock Nation, who was the person that actually started to give her all these opportunities that she had to take until, you know, she had her own favorite roster of clients. Uh, she truly never lets anybody put a face to her. And that's why, guys, um, for some of you that don't know, she constantly wears a mask and sunglasses, so she's not identified. And because she doesn't want to, you know, anybody to put a face on her, that's why uh, she probably wears the mask. I mean, she's a very interesting person. People are curious 
of course. So what else are her struggles? Who else has she worked with? What are her non-negotiables? So her resume, guys, goes from Janelle Monae turntables to working with Nas, Brittany Howard, Jennifer Hudson, Issa Rae, just to name a few. Her struggle, she had mentioned already in previous interviews we saw, was that this is a still a men's game, right? And we do agree with that. Every day we push forward to try to change it and make it as equal as possible. And guys, her non-negotiable is something I thought was so badass. She says that if she does not connect to the song, no matter how big the artist is, she simply will not do the video. What a lady boss. That's some Rihanna, Queen Elizabeth shit over there, you know? (laughs) Don't do what you actually don't feel to do, you know? Let's get into her video aesthetic. I cannot get over Call Me Every Day personally. Her videos are always like so elevated and have such an artistic feel. It's insane. And they always have like a mini intro to it, which gives it like more suspense and it gives that is it more so emotion, true. you know? That is so true, actually. But I what's have... yours, MBS? Okay, so I have a few by her. I would like to start, start talking about I Like You, obviously by my favorite postie. Guys, there she truly created a whole Van Gogh world for him. And that's why there you see why she calls her videos paintings, right? Because she truly paints them. And here she delivered this Van Gogh world that I felt like I only read about, you know, in, in, in my history classes. And I fully visualized it in this video, which was crazy. I love how she's so playful with herself that she like adds comedy moments in her videos. Yeah. The fact that Doja was running in that field of, you know, flowers and whatnot fully nude and she would cover her nude parts obviously Mm -hmm. for the comedy of it was genius she gives so much attention to photography creatives she films the smallest things like a ladybug and truly makes them look larger than life and i love that another one i wanted to mention of her videos was i love you better the video starts very slow telling a story once again you see her photography amazing the detail of the rain falling you know very slowly and she switches scenes which i thought was so interesting as if they were like memories like flash memories and again she makes the hugest impressions with the smallest things right her aesthetic is so important to her uh her point of view is so important to her she has said and she gives a really raw and authentic approach i think maybe that's why guys she makes a point to like cover herself because getting her point across is so important that she probably doesn't want anybody to put a face of who's making the art, but really just recognize the art for what it is, right? And I think that's that's really beautiful. And when creating her videos also, she looks to achieve a certain high more than a specific goal, right? So let me explain myself better here. She, she waits for that moment to be like, wow, this scene is so powerful mm-hmm. or this moment is so creative that she feels that high through it, right? More than trying to have a goal at the end of the video with the project, which I found so interesting as well. Yeah, honestly, like she brings culture and art and portrays it in such an amazing way. That is so it's true. It's truly inspiring. Like it, she resonates and shares her art with all the songs she collaborates in. It's just her attention to detail for me um it almost makes us stop and smell the roses right in a world full of overstimulation and distraction where even nature goes unnoticed she really really bluntly forces us to stop and look at that art and look at that small detail she has created for her for us sorry and i love that boldness guys out of her not only for the fact that she doesn't want anybody to put a face into her but the fact that she forces her public uh to admire her art in the way she wants to is just incredible to me her enigmatic persona guys really keeps me very curious to see what she'll bring in the future she's a true artist of our modern generation and talking about true artists let's give a moment of stillness to present to you 
the next director. So come on, love, grab my hand. Oh, okay. okay yeah, you shut your eyes. Oh, okay. Okay, you can go on, Sugar Plum. Thanks, yeah. Amanda. I appreciated this. <laughs> this next guy has everyone's eyes on him. He has completely stolen summer 2022. It was no longer hot girl summer, but bad bunny summer, a lot thanks to him. This is the man of the hour, the one that has everybody dancing. Pero no hay boda. Titi me preguntó, Creatives, si tengo from Titi Me Pregunto to Omar Apollo's Invincible and Rosalia's Candy, Stills is no stranger to making headlines. Okay, okay, but I'm curious about his real name. Like, who is he? I love that you're asking this question because that was the first thing I was curious about when Literally. doing this episode. I was going nuts. So, guys, tan, 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 moment of revelation. Still's name is actually Matias Velasquez. We love you here. <laughs> so, guys, he grew up outside of Miami right here in 305, baby. He actually picked up his first camera at 15 years of age, and he used to shoot his friends skateboarding right here. He dropped out of school and decided to move to New York, where he started shooting in the streets. He met some street photographers that actually already worked with some celebrities at the time, and that's when he got his first head start, truly. And how did he actually get involved in the celebrity? The celeb world, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> That's a great question, guys. And I think it's a question that a lot of us creatives that are behind the scenes get. There's not an equation to this. There's not a formula to this. Everybody has their own unique story to how they made it there. And in case of Stills, it was through fellow reggaeton artist Jay Balvin, who at the time, believe it or not, was not as big as he is today. You know, he's obviously a global superstar. He took a few pictures of Jay Balvin and, you know, Bad Bunny took notice of him because obviously Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny were very close friends. They even had a, you know, very famous album together. And, you know, the rest is history. They started working together. Um, really, Bad Bunny was a fan of his work. And truly still started, guys, shooting a lot of Polaroids of the biggest celebs he was encountering through his work with Bad Bunny. And to me, truly, he's like our modern-day Andy Warhol. For sure. And if you go to his Instagram, you will see it's just a mural. It's incredible. I love his aesthetic. Super artistic. It's just, right? It's a mural of this Polaroids. And I think that's why, obviously, the name stills came about, right? And after working with Bad Bunny, guys, um, for a while, that's when he got his first big break. They offered stills to direct Vete in 2020. It was a huge growth for him uh, coming as being a photographer, right, to becoming a full-on director. And he basically had to promise Bad Bunny's team that he would do something completely different and amazing. And surely enough, Vete made so much noise and it was incredibly different from any other Latin music video ever seen out there before. Um, he really played a lot with the perspective of the shots. He included a lot of art world inspiration in the video as well, which was very uncommon at the time for Latin yeah. artists, right? And the video got hundreds of millions of views and made incredible waves. Honestly, like I would have been petrified. You know, it was a big chance and risk. And he took that opportunity into his hands and made an amazing thing and a moment in time like when opportunities arise you have to take them just take it really yeah. guys and even to rolling stones he mentioned that a big thing when you start is to get people to trust and believe in doing things differently and i think truly that's what he did with bad bunny's team and since then the videos really started to shift i believe thanks to these two yeah um imagine if they didn't take the chance guys we truly would never have evolved you know as a culture and especially through our videos you know we would 
probably have stayed somewhat stuck in time with the same aesthetic Latins used to always, you know, bring to, to their projects. Yeah, and which work of stills resonates with you? He has honestly Oof. the freshest vision of them all. There's so many, but um, I think, guys, Titi me preguntó, obviously, you know, talking about a highlight of the year for him. He fully immerses himself in culture, which I think is a big thing for Bad Bunny as well. That's why I think they make such a good team. He films random everyday things like the roof of a cab or birds flying over, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. And he transports you transports you so naturally to this world, right? You literally feel in his videos like you could be hanging out with Bad Bunny in that Latin neighborhood in New York, which yeah. is crazy. And the scenes, some of the scenes actually to me almost seem like they were shot from an iPhone camera, which makes his work even more relatable and natural really to the, for the public to watch, right? And I think finally, guys, also Candy for me was something that really caught my attention. He prioritizes a lot people filming, right? Uh, grainy vibes. And it's just, again, bringing culture. Mucha cultura. La cultura. He connects through culture, which is one of the most beautiful things you can connect. Yes, it is. You know, he portrays Latinos in another light that we've never been seen before. Like he combines art, music, social issues to Absolutely. coexist perfectly in his videos. Absolutely. I think people feel more connected uh, to reality and they become more almost nostalgic yeah. when culture is involved. Um, he's definitely a favorite here, guys. Um, he's credited, you know, as a fellow Latino, at least for us, to really have helped change um, our culture and our music culture transcend barriers and rise to front stage. You know? No, honestly, we love this moment and we love you stills. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely do, guys. We love this moment and especially because we are finally seeing this moment materialize itself with other um, Latin artists. I think the biggest example of this, I told you this the other day, uh, was when I saw the video Punto Cuarenta, uh, a song by Raúl Alejandro, and he actually did that video in collaboration with director Jora Francis, who's an veteran and she is a fashion lover as well <laughs> she has worked with the biggest acts from jennifer lopez cardi b mag the stallion to even rosalia's uh rosalia who's raul's girlfriend honestly that song was such a banger like i've never even seen him portrayed in that light before Absolutely. And I think that's my point. Mm -hmm. I think that we clearly see here the impact that Bad Bunny and Stills had on the whole culture. Literally. Guys, Punto Cuarenta is the living proof that we have changed the way Latins create their videos and the aesthetics they build for them. Exactly. Just remember, guys, we're better, faster, and stronger when we that's work right. together. So, MBS, do you have any final thoughts for our creators at home? Don't I always, Amanda. Guys, a common denominator that all these young creatives have is that they're pushing boundaries and creating new influences and movements for the new generation of creatives to come. Edgar, Child, and Stills are not afraid of being or doing different just because it hasn't been seen or done before. They're helping to break stereotypes and outdated ways of the industry one video at a time. And remember, guys, the point of the show is to highlight the artists, support their movements, and encourage you guys at home to push boundaries and innovate just the same way they are doing right now. And also help our community understand, guys, that you guys are, none of us are truly alone. And that these artists that you see climbing the highest ladders of success in their industry have also struggled the same way all of us have, if not worse, right? And together, guys, we can truly unite to create this new perspective and give life to changes that the industry has resisted for so, so long. Yes, mama, let's connect this industry one artist at a time and unveil 
all the freaking curtains, girl. That's right, baby. <laughs> Talking about unveiling, what can our viewers expect for next week? Next week, guys, it hits too close to home. We're going to be talking about streetwear, which is something I've been in love with and putting my hands in for a while now. We will be discussing up-and-coming streetwear designers who have been on my radar for too damn long. And I cannot, wear, I cannot wait, actually, to share this with you guys. Right, Amanda? <laughs> and also, we will be bringing established streetwear designers who are making a comeback in our new generation, designers that truly help to establish the streetwear culture, right? And we will dive into their stories, guys, and trajectories, and of course, their headlining moments this year with our favorite A-list celebrities. And guys, to wrap up, remember that we stream on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. That's right. As well, follow us on all our social media, like Instagram and TikTok, all under the MV series. That's right, guys. I am so excited for next week. I hope you guys are as well. We have so much good things coming your way. Thank you again for joining us. I cannot wait to see you guys next Wednesday. Once again, you guessed it, right here at the MV series.